in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to, I forgot which episode it is, of the Moon Tea Podcast. <laughs> Hugh and I are your co-hosts, and today we're, we're uh, happy to welcome Thomas onto the podcast, who uh, is a longtime friend of Hugh and who I just met right. like two minutes ago. So thanks for, thanks for coming on. Uh, I don't know where you guys are, but um, yeah, happy to, happy to be back just to chat for an hour and uh yeah happy to have you on thomas cool cool we are at our house my house i just recently bought a house so i we're here isn't it pretty they just did the living room look at this and a piano yeah wow my girlfriend's paintings over there my music station right over there yeah little djembe piano guitar saxophone sexy my phone wow sexy my yeah I'm, I'm so impressed already it's been like 60 seconds uh, when you say our house is it you and your girlfriend or is it you and yeah yeah so i i bought it but julie and i live together yeah oh so cool cute. yeah that was that was like pretty recent yeah pretty recent uh well we've been living together for a while now but uh, we recently bought this house in May, so it was about three months ago. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> um, do you do you want to introduce yourself to oh to the, the world of sure. the Minty listeners? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, my name is Thomas Cho. I am a software engineer for at Freshly. Um, yeah, I've just been friends with you for a long time. I I'm actually, I'm originally South Korean. I, I was born in South Korea, but I moved to Gilbert, Arizona um, when I was about seven years old. That's where I met Hugh in elementary school. We were Worst day of my life. We were the only Asian wow. kids in our school. It was awesome. Like, no, there was a little bit more, maybe like two more out of like thousands of people, but it was really awesome. Yeah, that's where I met Hugh. And um, yeah, that's where I grew up. I went to ASU uh, for college. Um, that's where I studied computer science, and then here I am. I'm a software engineer. Yeah, Thomas was you're a, a back-end Ruby on Rails dev. That's right. Um, uh, yeah, back-end full stack. And uh, is a man of many different hobbies and trades. He's done. He hikes and travels a lot. You did the Camino de Santiago did, with your did, fam. I did right? Camino de Santiago with my fam. Yeah. I did a three-month backpacking trip through, throughout Europe. Um, <laughs> man, went to Colombia, Hawaii. No, I just like to travel. I have great friends that let me travel with them. Really awesome. Good times. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Fun stuff. How long? How long did the Camino de Santiago take? It's like no, two weeks. Um, yeah, we went for two weeks. You can go for a month, long, you know, as long as you want. But um, basically, yeah, I walked about ten miles every day with my family, and we just talked and we just hiked it's not like an intense hike it's more like a really nice walk but everywhere you go there's a arrow like a yellow arrow pointing to exactly where you need to go so every like five or ten twenty steps there's a sign like a arrow so you just don't have to think at all you just walk and you just begin in like this really spiritual zen like really like balanced state and you just walk and walk and talk and 
meet new people and some people will walk with you for a little while and then they'll go their own way and some people just say hi it's really interesting it's a really fun experience i highly recommend it amazing yeah and uh three months of backpacking was that in between jobs that was in college that was right before uh, graduation i think the summer before graduation I think that was before i did an internship so i just yeah it was like right during college right it was like summer break we had a long summer break so i was just like i'm going you know and uh we just went went to ireland went to scotland went to um man copenhagen denmark went to freaking croatia oh it's beautiful we did a boat boat cruise there oh blues, blues cruise kind of thing yeah. there yeah you did that with josh right? i did that with josh uh, yeah, okay. that was that was wild we were <laughs> walking on top of castles and we saw some game of thrones sites it was really awesome but amsterdam was really great amsterdam is i would have to say amsterdam is like the freest place well, obviously with with this constant quests but it's just so creative when i was there there was like a ballet festival going on just in the streets and people were just dancing this amazing ballet in front of like cafes food places and there's like the van gogh museum yeah. and uh man it was it was cool it was a really cool experience and that and yeah man traveling it's fun did you eva you've done cool stuff yeah man but what you guys you know how are you guys you guys just what's john john is a front end developer right mm-hmm. yeah 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 okay cool the react world deep in it all of you all of us are in tech Hashtag tech. Yeah. why why did you get into tech oh why uh, not Why we had not? we had no other options. No other options. <laughs> Everything else was suffering, and I this was, was uh, less suffering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything was... was shitty, and this is just the least shitty. <laughs> that's a great that's a great reason, you know. Yeah, I know. That John did a dev boot camp after we we met in San Francisco. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and... yeah. Nice. Good things happen when you try to change professions after. living i remember exactly when you went into tech because yeah. we called we, you were we were talking and uh, you were trying to figure out what you were thinking about doing next and then i was just like hey try out this udemy course yeah yeah thomas is the one that got me into react yeah, native i was like do react native and yeah you you did that yeah the the guy he goes hot dog every yeah. time there's a successful state because yeah. i know you did a little bit of programming in college and stuff <laughs> and you know you're really into the media and stuff like that so i was like i think this would be really good for you so you did that and then you Damn. you got a job after that right i don't know how yeah you got a job from that <laughs> after the udemy course good times good and times. then you got you did your own entrepreneurship stuff and then now you got a awesome job developing yeah. and designing yeah and now now he co-hosts a podcast so He's basically lead, lead designer q, q owes all of his start to this guy Right. Oh, thank you. Wow. Is, This is my awesome. I did a uh, I did a 23 me. I'm 0.03% Korean, so I can yeah, call yeah, him yeah. Hyung and you Hyung. No, Thanks I, Hyung. Oh, John, are you Korean? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Please, please were just you, go for it for a few born, minutes. Were you born here or did you I was born, born in Korea? Los Angeles. Okay, cool. Yeah. Los Angeles. Nice. K-town? No. 
Okay, <laughs> good. K-Town Koreans are a little weird. <laughs> that was a trick so, question. <laughs> I, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It's um, different, man. It's like, I, um, for me, like, I'm a Korean, but I'm a Korean American, you know? Um, I hung out with some international students from time to time that used to went to ASU international students and, you know, they're Korean Koreans, you know, but as me, me, like I hung out with them and we got along, it was super fun. I loved every moment of it, but I still don't like connect with them on a deep level. Like I do with Korean American, like Asian Americans, like Hugh, for example, another friend, our Nick, our Nick Thurman. And, uh, you know, you too, I'm sure you're Korean American, you know, Asian American, but there's like a sub genre, you know, like we're Asian American, not like Korean, Korean, you know, that's how I feel about it. So, yeah, but then there's just like sub genre, there's like LA Koreans, and there's like Seattle Koreans and like East Coast Koreans. And it's, it's, yeah. I, it's, it's different. It's different. I, I feel it. I feel really? It. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. And then we have, and then we have us here and it's just like super chill and but they're all even here just a Dude, little bit you totally suckers. have arizona arizona koreans yeah, yeah these arizona yeah, koreans yeah. are the worst koreans. let me tell um, you i think it's just like you know there's different <laughs> just, i was just but... thinking of you. <laughs> I had <to> anyway <laughs> it's different that's just, I, mm-hmm. I feel like i noticed that it's interesting wonder what what's got is there anything that actually stands out that's a difference in some of the different without being superly profiling i guess yeah. what stands out um i don't know um i think like like uh in koreatown koreans like to party more hmm. like they kind of like to go like you know enjoy that k-town scene you know and i think they have like that k-town pride which is kind of missing here which is like you know they have like um more like a lot of like i don't know for like for me like a lot of like korean hip-hop comes from k-town area a lot of some korean pop um people idols are like from the la area like it's like a central hub for like koreans it's kind of like got a big foundation but also from that like i think there's some um like other korean aspects that are not so good maybe like people getting into people judging other people a little bit more or like looking at status a little bit more Mm. um maybe some stuff like that yeah. Cool. That makes sense. There's, that's yeah. I feel I feel like we don't really have a very solid like the being a Chinese background. We had the Chinese Cultural Center out in uh, Phoenix area, and they've sold it, and now it's just become like workplaces. And they took down all the Chinese shingles, and, the, and that's where I grew up. We don't really have a Koreatown or Chinatown or Asia Town really, but we, we have know. upcoming yeah. the Dobson area, yeah. right? Adob, Adob, Asian Dobson. Coined it. Yeah. By they have a sign now, right? Yeah, yeah, they have a sign called Asian District. Yeah. It's really cool. I think it's getting there, but it's not really, doesn't really look and feel, it kind of just like stores and this is where a lot of Asian stores are. Yeah, it would be cool the one they get like more culture, is it, culture there. Is true. it a bunch of property developers that are kind of banding together and trying yeah, so, to yeah, I think it's kinda, yeah, I think like big movement, like there's a, like an H-Mart that just came into town, mm. which is a big deal because we didn't have any H-Mart, but we got H-Mart, we got another one called Asiana Market, and then we got Mekong right in the center, mm. right there too. So it's like, that's kind of the central hub. And from there, like, heading south on Dobson, there's like a lot of restaurants and a lot of Korean barbecue, 
um, Chinese food, Vietnamese food, whatever you name it, you know, all just, just down the strip, like this road. So it's kind of cool. I, when we grew up, we didn't have anything. Nothing. We had one Korean restaurant. We had one Asian market. We had one- Was that Lili's? Yeah, Lili's, <laughs> maybe. That was before too. Asian, Asiana's mark was like the only thing that was open, for, at least from my idea. And then we had like one boba tea that was cool when we were in like junior What's high. What's boba? Something. Yeah, I don't even know what boba is. <laughs> what is boba? Uh, I drink nice. it every day. I know, it's so good. <laughs> da Young, Arizona, let's go. Yeah, um, support. But yeah, very um, cool. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's cool. I feel like the Asian communities get like really growing here in Arizona. This is really cool to see growing up here where there was no Asian representation at all, you know? It was kind of cool to see that growing. I feel like I feel like one thing that's changing is that is that other Americans are are knowing more about Korean and Asian culture. So, like one one example is as a kid, if 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 I brought like kimchi for lunch, people would be like, "What is that? Like yeah, it yeah, smells, totally. but like, then it stinks." Yeah, and then now now it would be like oh is that kimchi like i tried some from whole foods like like i prefer the super fermented one like, okay yeah exactly like korean people like korean food like korean music and like lately with the oscars winning like parasite winning movies and um you know the, the best supporting actress winning oscars and korean actress and now there's like Marvel characters that are Korean actors as well. So it's just, it's kind of cool. It's cool to see. Yeah. It all started yeah. with crazy rich Asians. <laughs> 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 nah, it was happening before that. But I, that was a yeah, good moment. That maybe, was a good moment. maybe we can say that it's our generation of Asians that are making movements, hopefully. Yeah, Thanks I remember. You, uh, yeah. yeah, BTS and what, Blackpink? <laughs> yeah, BTS. And K-dramas. <laughs> BTS Korean culture, you, you, the Koreans doing great at it's, exporting. It's, it's so it's so good. Oh my God. It's so good. So good. It's maybe a little too much good. <laughs> like, like it's almost like brainwashing. Like K-pop idol scene, you know, it's not real. These people are too perfect. <laughs> really, it's crazy. Yeah, you walk around Korea and everyone, everyone is like trying to look like. The, the, the same mold like they, they have the same makeup they're getting plastic surgery to like look like the same person yeah yeah uh, like everyone everyone like fits that mold and yeah i mean it's like i guess i guess objectively it's like oh this is a pretty man or this is a pretty woman but yeah i don't know i don't know how i feel about that like i I kind of wish there was, and maybe, maybe there is, I'm not, I'm not uh, super like well tuned with what's going on, but I was like, I kind of wish there was more creativity maybe, or like just like Korean people pursuing other things and like, you know, they're like young, young Korean people like study a lot and a lot of, there's a lot of pressure to, to go to university. And uh, I just, I'm just like, I think it's really cool when I see someone that like breaks that mold. So there's like the Korean fingerstyle guitarist, Hang Ha Jung. Like, I think he's super cool. 
um there's like a korean dj what was her name um i forgot her name but she like moved to germany in high school because her parents were like oh you're probably not going to university at this rate and she's like all right just send me to international school and then she became a <laughs> she became like this famous dj so that's awesome um i think i know what you're talking yeah. about i think she was pretty playing some of songs yeah, yeah. It's, it's really cool uh, yeah i mean i figure we'll have a generation of and this is this is super generalized but we'll have a generation of of uh in asian people in america who like kind of have good careers i guess so like we all we all work in the tech industry doing like dev and design and then hopefully hopefully like now and in the coming years and decades we'll have like more asian politicians and more asian movie stars because like i don't know i don't know about you guys but for me i like my parents were not particularly strict with what whatever career i i pursued but it was pretty clear that it had to be like somewhat stable and like and like lucrative enough to like live a normal middle class life um but yeah it's like what like what if we encourage our our young people i guess not just asian people to be like go run for office and like yeah go go like try to be a dancer and yeah i'm, yeah. I'm just i'm like looking forward to seeing more of that which hopefully comes hopefully yeah you're right you know when i was growing up too um you know my parents like you said weren't like you have to be a doctor or you have to be a lawyer or something like that actually my mom was for a little bit but only for a short amount of time but I, I i was it was definitely known that i was supposed to get good grades i was gonna go to college and i was gonna get a good income job right that was kind of like a it wasn't even like a question right like i didn't question it nor did they question it it was just like an unspoken understanding that like kind of standards that i had for myself right I don't know. It, it kind of starts maybe from young age, but maybe. But yeah, it was kind of known. So yeah, that's. I I was I was a business major, initially. Really. Supply chain management. Oh, interesting. In Arizona. Reason um, was ASU had the number one in supply chain management. Yeah, they're pretty good. I was like, I'll try it. But then I wasn't really a fan of like this like the intro classes to business because it was. I felt like I was learning how to talk or like be a human or, you know, like how to communicate and like talk really well. And I, that's not what I was interested in learning. I wanted to like, it was like a lot of soft skills you're learning initially. You know, I'm sure like in the advanced courses and finance and economics and stuff, you'll learn more theory and like stuff like that. But I was, I, yeah, I was like, eh, I don't really want to learn soft skills. I want to learn like real, like hard skills that I can, make something with or like save people some things or so like i wanted to i went into biomed um to be a doctor next really like, yeah i want i, I, I was, I was thinking about for, wow. one, for one semester i was like i wanted <laughs> to i want to save people i want to wow. help people i want to help people and who needs helping the most is people that are suffering so like physically or mentally right so i was like i want to be a doctor so i can Make people smile when they need it the most, right? 
So I went out to be a doctor, but then I was like, this is like way too one track, right? Like there was no deviation, no way for me to like express myself, right? I wanted to be more creative. I was like in my juices a little bit. Like I want to be creative. I want to create stuff. So uh, that's when I switched majors again um, went to computer science, but then I got the design design minor with the digital creative art stuff. I forgot you got yeah, a design yeah, minor I too. <laughs> so it's, called, it's called digital culture. It's, it's pretty cool. You know, we mess around with a whole bunch of media stuff. I'm oh, like that's where your media was, side projects yeah, yeah, came yeah. from. Oh, uh, I thought those were like dev projects, no, no, but those no, are those your first, but design. you did dev. Yeah. Oh, there's some cool stuff that you art. did. Nice. Yeah, yeah, made some. Uh, makes products. sense now. Yeah, make presses pun, makes these sounds, noises, you know, like projection mapping, all that Ooh. cool stuff. Um, it was super fun. I love that. But I also did computer science, and that was fun too, because, but that was hard. Computer science is hard. Yeah. Man, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I wish, I wish I became a developer for like five, 10 years, and then I went to get a degree for computer science because now I feel like, man, I wish I like paid more attention in class. You know what I mean? I mean, you didn't, didn't you already pay attention in class? I did, but like, like, I feel like I could absorb it better if I knew why I was like, why, like, you know, I took a database course and I was like, databases are cool. You know, it's important. They told me it's important. I think it's important because it's used everywhere. But Mm -hmm. now I'm like, I have to write yeah. queries every day. Like I need to yeah. know <laughs> how to use SQL and stuff, right? So it's like I wanted to. Yeah, I feel like I can absorb it better. You know, like even the computer theory stuff. I wish I, I. That makes that yeah, makes sense because yeah. you're because yeah. you're uh, when you're dealing with real data, you're like, oh shoot, like we need we need to like really know how to use this database and like run queries and know how to organize it and know which tools yeah, to use like and sorting algorithms it's cool it's really cool in theory but like it's much cooler if you're using it to like sort real data or like you know real projects and use it everywhere right that's a real context so yeah my that's but, my plan is to actually do that to uh because i'm my my plan at least is to eventually do a master's in computer science and like okay basically do what you said yeah so. i think that would be really cool that'd be cool master's in computer science if i was if i wanted to go to master's school i think i would go for like digital art oh really yeah Ooh, I, nice. I looked into like video games but i don't want to be a video game designer or developer it's hard like industry. a hard industry right it's really hard. that's not what i'm into i'm kind of into like that like Digital art, like interactive visual art, media installations. Oh, yeah. What was that and, project uh, you're into? You wanted to do? You even got pieces? Yeah, for yeah, it. yeah. I was gonna like make a cube, like of with a screen. So I got like some Raspberry Pis and like some like a cube, like a the like LED LED screens, and make a cube out of it. And like, like I wanted to interact with it, where like if you uh touch one corner like it, like a flower in the middle and like you touch one corner you're like low wind from that direction and it'll reflect in all of the cubes if you look oh. at this perspective like you would see it as like it's moving that's kind of like what i was trying to what i wanted to create but very i want cool. to do, do more creative projects you know i think yeah. we like i think we get into especially people in tech 
Um, I mean, I got into computer science because my reason for computer science was I'm going to start a company. You know, I want to be an entrepreneur. And uh, <laughs> don't believe, I mean, I've tried many times and I failed. And it's great. I'm glad I failed. Um, and the reason is I feel like we get so sucked into like wanting to be somebody more so than wanting to create something. Mm-hmm. At least for me, um, like wanting to do something important. Like being, few, being a person of status, like being yeah. the kind of person who, who yeah, starts like, and runs a company. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like trying to do it uh, for the wrong reasons. And your, your Koreatown Korean is, uh, is showing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm so over that, man. It's like, I think, uh, yeah, I love, I think if I was to ever create a company again, it would be because it was like a creative outlet for me. And I think for some people it is you know, starting a business, running a team of software people or team of designers or whatever it is, your business is, I think it can be a creative outlet, but I think that's important. I want to do more creative stuff. That's why I've been playing more music. I want to do more Hell yeah. things that are kind of useless. Yeah, we just did like a jam <laughs> sesh the other yeah, week. Like jam session. Oh, that's amazing. I think it's, more, it's important to do that. Like where things are, it's like, is it going to make you like a successful person if you can jam with your friends every other day no it's not but like i mean it depends on what you're what you define that's yeah that's that's a question it depends on yeah. what what is success to you yeah i think that's what i'm getting now is like i think like that alone like being having that community and like enjoying your time off doing things that are impl- like makes you happy i think that's really key right if it makes you happy to do uh, create a business um and it really rejuvenates you as a person i think it by all means do it but for me it's always been super exciting i get a fire and then all that fire is drained into like work it becomes work you know mm-hmm. and then i'm not really as excited about it so yeah I, I'm, I'm excited to do some more creative stuff one stuff maybe we can make some videos mm. you know with the going around town eating at the good restaurant like totally. local rest local asian restaurants and make a little vlog or yeah maybe- thomas has made a song too on the piano called oh, like yeah. the lions like here comes the tiger last, 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 last jam session <laughs> we wrote a song <laughs> this guy but, yeah no, it's I, great. Some, I, I i did like a little whatever yeah we got some shakers shakers i was like Jim day yeah wow <laughs> it's fun yeah. we just got nick a guitar i know i'm excited for yeah, new chords yeah. uh, when you're back in town john yeah john we can jam it's gonna be good time. sure let's do it yeah no it's actually interesting just like literally two nights ago i had like a paper and then i made like a pen thing out of the paper to put it on and i posted it on my door in my bedroom and i closed my door every night so when i wake up and i'm like i i was wrote definition for success slash happiness and then and then i was breaking it down of like what are the things in my 24-hour day monday through friday and then saturday sunday are different components like what are my monday through friday components that are like that just my days turn into Mm -hmm. and there are five things and the first one is mental health second one is physical health the third one is work fourth one is personal 
time slash things I like to do. And fourth one are non-negotiables such as chores and making dinner, breakfast, lunch, helping with whatever things that need to do around the house. And it's so funny how once I did that and I was like, I want to intentionally work out for one to two hours a day, say two hour block. I want to sleep at least for nine hours, including naps. Um, I want to work for eight hours and then eating for three hours. That already gets to 21, 22 hours. And then I only have two hours for personal time in a week. And I'm like, oh my God, you know? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, just that whole idea and the question of what is that definition of success? Is it just for status, money, respectability, or just survivability in, in this world? That's very, very money driven, but also how do you also balance that out with happiness? And how do you also find the, the, the overlapping of work and play or the separation of work and play if one isn't able to get that feeling? Mm -hmm. And I've been really trying to figure out what it is for me that kind of not just work, but how do I keep work not feeling just like work, but how do I keep it feeling motivated and inspirational? while also possibly not conflating it or conflating it with, with play and being like, oh, does number three, which is work, and number four, which is personal time, do they conflate and cross over? And, and I guess that's my philosophical dilemma right now that I'm pondering. But I think overall, uh, it's an interesting and curious topic. If you're like, oh my God, time just goes. Where does it go? Yeah. I think the, I think the tricky thing is that you will always be adjusting like making adjustments to those values and and how you spend that time that you have like let, let's say let's say we all save up and quit our jobs and then we have a bunch of time to like play and hang out and like there will probably like we're we're all we're all uh people who have worked a long time like there will probably be a part of us that, that's just like, oh, but I, but I want to work. Like I want to build yeah. stuff. I, I should dedicate this much time. And yeah, it's, it's tricky because it's just like, it's always an adjustment just relative to what's important to you, what you have to do. And, um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that stuff is like pretty cool to think about. That's, that's uh, the beginning of, of like, making goals and yeah yeah you'd be proud of me and, and at the bottom of it are big goals and then i was like writing out big goals yeah. one of them is to learn how to west coast swing with my sister in, yeah, an, was, in a, in a positive fun. way yeah we went we west coast swing dancing, dancing last night yeah that was super fun i i didn't really think i would enjoy it as much as i did Pretty cool we were joy and i were dancing right here like yeah today, yeah today we're that's so unfair you can practice more yeah. it's so annoying that you have a partner all the time yeah it's, it's so fun I, I think it's so fun and just like seeing julie smile when we were doing it and like uh, smiling, awesome. smiling it up smiling it was <laughs> it was really beautiful yeah and it's just like it's so fun like it's there's like a euphoric feeling to like hitting that beat just right and you're doing like a spin and stuff I think dancing is so fun. There's so much creativity yeah. to it. I, yeah, I called it my is. sister on the way home last night and she just got so excited because she's such a big dancer. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, you. And yeah, she's talking about all of that. These kind of like creative outlets, like dancing, playing music, whether it be drawing or singing, whatever it is. I think like it really feel, fills your soul. Mm -hmm. You know, like I feel like rejuvenated and ready Ooh. to go for work more or wait, wait, I like that. You know, I think we have like, 
all of us have that willpower, you know, like sometimes we have to use our willpower to go work out or like eat the salad instead of hamburger or something. Right. But for me, like these creative outlets sort of fills that willpower more or like gets me in that balance, like really relaxed state or like have fun that zone state that it just really heals me. I think it's really important. It's kind of what I've been like really focusing on lately, really rejuvenating myself. Yeah, it's kind of I have really a, nice. I have two comments. The first is, um, I yeah, I totally get what you mean. Just like this inner desire of creativity and like doing something that that is like a little bit different, but is like a little bit artistic. And it's like your own thing. And it, and it's not something that, that meets a business goal. And it's not something that, yeah. that like, that like makes your resume look good. I mean, it, it could, but that's not the reason we're doing it. And that's, that's like why that's part of the reason why we like started this podcast um, as mm. well. But then yeah. uh, my, my second point or question is what, um, do you have any like specific and kind of like special to you creative um uh creative uh endeavors that you're that you're trying to do yeah yeah um yeah i think that uh, that cube thing structure thing that i was telling you about oh yeah those, those little digital art projects are like a passion project that i really am really excited about um to doing um lately it's been taking care of this house like fixing up little things here like i've I always live in apartments and stuff so i always call maintenance been like hey can you fix this can you fix that but now i'm like don't have that so i'm like okay i'll go to home depot i go to home depot now which is cool it's a cool feeling <laughs> maybe even to home depot a couple of times all my life and then like just this month i've been there several times just to fix like little door things and it's satisfying we we do like digital work right so we don't like touch what we create right it's all kind of like visual but like actually sawing a little door stopper to fit <laughs> it into a door and like seeing that block the dust from not coming in was like satisfying you know so that that's been fun um i think all for me it has always been a music has been a really big part of my personal thing i think when since when i was a little kid like since junior high or elementary school too even we always i always had a little piano in my room my mom was a um uh, pianist she was a uh, she gave piano lessons um, that was her job she started her own little piano job uh, lesson um, company in Korea so I, we always had a piano in the house always had music in the house so like even, I remember in college like I go to the piano lesson rooms whenever I was mm. feeling a little sad or like or low or like super happy like I go and like play music and like improvise and sing and fun that's kind of a personal thing i did um but now I, yeah i got this right here write some songs for myself or for julie for our our little band or whatever we call ourselves <laughs> little jam sessions um that's always been super fun for me um and you know and i think you know some people are not but like playing sports can be creative too that's kind of a similar outlet like I play some pickleball a lot lately. Pickleball has <laughs> been super fun, man. It's like that perfect balance between like uh, ping pong and tennis, where it's just easy to pick up and play. 
So as pickleball has been super fun and, you know, I play with golf with Julie and playing golf is fun lately too. So I, I don't know. I, I've been like collecting a lot of these like hobbies. Um, hobby collection. Hobby, hobbies. Wow. Yeah, hobby and, yeah I, that's what that's kind of, I think that's kind of been my focus lately is just like more so than like developing myself like career wise or like um, stuff like that. I've been developing more like hobbies and things that make me fill me with joy and uh, give me that energy for that next um step that i'm gonna take which is really exciting for that next day of work to yeah, get yeah. through it no, next day of work brutal man <laughs> Not too brutal. by the way if you if you need a drummer i i'm the i'm the person for the job yes we do need a drummer john it's true just move to just, arizona i just, know right little, you just moved little, to what new york move over here is this your new place you can work remotely right yeah <laughs> uh i i can work remotely but i've been i've been choosing to go to the office i started gotcha. going this week okay it's really nice it's like me and <laughs> me and like four other people in in like a twenty thousand square foot i don't know how big it is. it's it's like unreasonably <laughs> it's big so we'll have yeah, yeah. we'll have a the desks are the desks are socially distant yeah, but then yeah. like there's only like four people on, on the entire section. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like no one, there, there are not a whole lot of people there, but I, I still like being there because they have <laughs> snacks. And um, snacks. I, I found out, yeah, I found out uh, on, I found out this week, if you're at the office, then you can, then you can order a seamless and you have a $25 credit. And so I've been trying like all the different poke places what? around the area. Wow. What seamless is that like an ordering delivery? It's a, uh, it's, it's owned by the same company as Grubhub. Okay. Does it do the same so thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same okay. thing. Okay. Cool. So like you get $25 credit every day. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Well, when, you're, Wait. when you're at, when you're at the office. Oh, can you order a meal for you and then order a meal yeah. for me in Arizona? I'm okay with this. Um, I probably can, but I, I'm not going to take advantage of that. Oh, I love terrible. How, what I a love, terrible friend. I love how oh. John was so serious about considering that. Like, I, I was, I would have been like, no, you, you're stupid. John's like, let me do my calculations uh, after the tip. It's not going to feed you. I was ethically immoral. Uh, you're a good person. You're better than me. <laughs> So, um, yeah, but I also, uh, like yesterday, my, I sat next to my coworker who I work with almost every day, but it was the second time I had ever met him. So it was really nice to like have him right next to me. And I see, I see that he's coming back to his desk and I'm like, Hey, I have a quick question for you. And it was like, so great to like pair program and bounce off ideas and and uh like i mean he's he's only gonna come in like once a week or less but it was nice it was nice when he was there but um yeah i think medium to long term i'll probably work like in the office like three days a week i think that's a good balance but i purposely chose a place that was pretty close to um where our office is going to be 
And so I I wanna want excuses to get out of the house. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well come come visit us. Yeah, you should. <laughs> One day we may do Grand Canyon room to room okay. or something. Yeah. Or maybe That's, maybe I won't wait. Maybe we should just go and be like, hey John, here's a photo. <laughs> <laughs> hey if you if you make it out there i'll be happy for you <laughs> see this is this is why you guys are so great in my life so supportive are you biking to work or walking is it walking distance so i'm so we move into a new office in october and that new office is a lot closer i've been taking the subway um also because my i got my bike and i like my tire popped i think i think there's something like sharp in there so I have to, I have to fix that, but yeah, I mean, once we're at the new office, I will have a 10 minute bike ride through central park oh, and then I'll nice. get to work. Oh, that's so, amazing. That's very nice. That's mm, very yeah. cool. Looking forward to that. I really wish I had a bike commute. That'd be so nice. It's hard to bike in Arizona here. I know. It's I biked this morning between meetings. I had a 6 a.m. Um, meeting. It finished for, like 6.20. And for then I went biking. But not for commuting. I know. It's so sad. Yeah. You can't commute anywhere biking. Yeah. No, you're right, John. Arizona's lame. Not lame. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not what I'm saying at all. There, there, are very, there are a lot of cool things about Arizona. Like the fact that, like the fact that Thomas has a house. And I'm, I'm just trying to keep up with rent. So true. It's true. It's, yeah, it's a, a, a gorgeous really place. Nice. I'm looking you. out in your backyard and you have like a this awning yeah. with shrubbery and vines. Big tree and fig tree too. Mm. And a thunderstorm, uh, monsoon yeah. season monsoon. in Arizona. This is crazy. It's been raining like crazy. 80 mile per hour winds today. It was crazy actually. Do you think it's been ever been this rainy? No, I, I, I the think it's the most rainy season I've ever seen yeah, Arizona have. Fully. Maybe it rains three times a year, but this season it's been like rainy every other day. I like for a month or two. Yeah, monsoon season's been really hitting the spot for me because I love rainy days. Yeah, Arizona, Phoenicians love rainy days. I know. It's I funny when you like talk with somebody or like date someone who's from Cali or something and like it's a rainy day and they're like, oh, rainy yeah, days yeah, make yeah. me so upset, so tired. And you're like, I feel ecstatic. Let's go <laughs> run in the rain. <laughs> but I'm, I'm ready to not have the rain now. I'm ready to get this out of here i want cooler here. weather so then i can like actually go out during the day again it's gonna yeah. be like that soon. can't wait to be wearing a tank top like this and your kim over here tank top i'm mean, outside can't, can't you wear hiking. A, can't you wear a tank top right now tank right now well i mean in like normal like 75 80 degree weather yeah you can like wear a weather. tank it's too hot. outside but then anywhere inside you need a jacket because ac is pumping over here Oh, uh, yeah, isn't it yeah. isn't it your own house and you can just oh here here is fine but if you, go, if, you go, if you go to like a mall or a coffee shop coffee shop we work the library go watch a movie or something it's it's cold yeah i have to bring a jacket everywhere it's actually pretty funny it's interesting pretty, it's weird so uh thomas are you expecting to stay in arizona for the foreseeable future yeah yeah so yes uh, i love it here um, I really like it in Arizona. Yeah, I've been to many cities, uh, you know, major cities, and I love visiting them. Um, and I love the energy that they have, but I don't know if I like to stay there more for more than a vacation. Um, 
And yeah, I think New York is great. I, I've only been there once, but it was for like two weeks and it was for a work visit and it was the greatest time ever. Like I've never felt more energetic and so ready to go to the bars and go eat some mm-hmm. Italian food and then some Chinese food and like anything. And all bars, walking distance or bar bars. or subway. Oh. Or, but, so know, jealous. Like, I, I didn't really care about the everything expensive thing because it was just so fun. You know, I was like, sure, I'll do it because it's super cool. But it was it was ecstatic. I, was, I felt super energetic and everyone's just down and, you know, to do stuff. You know, maybe a Monday night and we're like, oh, let's go after work. Let's go to this place and oh, yeah. have was a Was this cocktail. the Freshly trip? Yeah, it was a Freshly uh, trip. It might be because you know, it was like, you know, they're seeing us for the first time and they want to hang out with us and stuff too. But I feel like it's kind of the culture. It's, it's cool. like, just do stuff there. It was just really cool um but i don't know i, I don't think i would want i don't think i would want to live there uh, i really That's love fair. it here yeah i love it here i like this kind of like uh not too rural but not too city kind of like the suburb i kind of like i know exact whatever i'm feeling some kind of craving or food or whatever restaurant or type of food i know where to go get it, it might not be the best in the world but it's Perfect for me. It was a pretty good up and coming food scene and it brewery is. scene here too, though, it right? Is, like, yeah. And it's it's really that's another thing. It's really cool to see it develop, like seeing this place <laughs> grow, like seeing new places pop up. And you can keep up with it, which is really nice. In New York, there's no way you can keep up with all the new restaurants that are coming up, right? Or new events that are going on or stuff like that, or something like that. But I feel like here, like, you know, when there's an event, because there's not that many events, you know, there's maybe two or three a weekend, right? Or maybe one or two a weekend, maybe none a weekend. Right? <laughs> Way to sell Arizona. No, 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 I'm just but, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I like it. It's, it's more intimate, you know, it's like uh, having less choices is better for me, for me, in my opinion, uh, having less yeah options maybe that's that that choice paradox whatever but having, having i think that like solidarity makes me like happy with the choice that i made like i'm happy to go to this restaurant even though it might not be the best in the world but for me it's awesome it's the best we have here and that's my favorite right and it's like that personal my favorite kind of thing and then there's a new thing that comes up i know about it i can go there and i can experience it Oh, enjoy! I'm gonna add it to my fun things I can do here, kind of thing, right? Um, that is really cool. And I got a great community here. This guy, right here, nice. and uh, other our group of friends uh, really love them. Um, and we, it's it's really nice. I I I feel at home here. I feel like I I, I love yeah. I feel home. That's why I like it here. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Um. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like the the pace of life out there is working for you, and clearly you're you have all your hobbies. You have uh, doing doing well on the job, I'd imagine, and mm-hmm. you have you and your girlfriend like living like you have you have a lot of things that that people would want. Like you you do a lot of uh these these like cool trips. So yeah, yeah. I mean. I get it. Yeah, very happy. You get to hang out with Hugh. 
I get to hang out with you. <laughs> and uh, hopefully you, if you come visit us soon. <laughs> we'll show you a good time. There's like so many cool stuff to do here. Really? Yeah, I, I visited I visited a year and a half ago and it was fun. It was yeah, great. I, I think like living here for so, as long as you and I have, me especially, you know, you live out of state for a couple of years and stuff too, but I know, I feel like I know where to go for any occasion or like if we're trying to go out for cocktails i know the best cocktail spot and then right after that cocktail spot we can go to this awesome place next door and yeah i feel like i'm still exploring yeah, i just like learn of all these people just know all, all about phoenix scottsdale gilbert like we just know all the best places and it's hard to accumulate that um if you bounce around all the time right yeah so that's yeah. another really i really like that yeah yeah so come visit us we'll go have fun explore arizona it's a really great place yeah i'll, I'll be the one i'll be the one bouncing around and not <laughs> not having roots anywhere <laughs> well, you, got, you got local guys like me and you dang yeah, that's good we know the good hikes we know the cool spots yeah yeah sweet love it arizona yeah go us. i Gilbert, <laughs> we're good at basketball now. I know. I wonder how we'll do next year, but we'll see. Hugh, are you still are you still going to the climbing gym? I was on my week vacation, week and a half vacation, so I haven't been. But I climbed before that, like the day before I left. I haven't been yet this week. I brought my climbing gear. I may go after this, but I don't know. It's a bit rainy. I don't know. Maybe I'll go to the gym again. Put it on some of that COVID 30. No, I'm just kidding. 50. Hey, dude. That's good. No, it's a good life. I've actually, I'm very proud of myself. I gained 18 pounds over COVID and Whoa. I'm actually very happy about that. I was usually like wow. 160 and I went up to like 178. Now I'm like 173. Nice. But I guess I was like bulking and now I'm like getting back to <laughs> bulk up. Yeah, that's crazy because you're, you're so much taller. I know Thomas looks like a giant to me right now too, though. But what are you six two? You six one? I'm six. I'm six and three quarters, but I round up to one. You're not the same. We're like six one, six two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I've always been trying to convince Thomas to to uh, get into crypto, but he thought a house investments are better. Smart guy though. I just want to live in the house. <laughs> so sick of that apartment life. I'm glad you did it. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, but you could you could have imaginary, imaginary <laughs> money, <laughs> and it could be going down like fifty percent overnight. That website that you showed me, you can buy like crypto real estate on that virtual space. Oh, cool? oh like, yeah, I could, I could crypto voxels or something like yeah, that. that. The one where you flew around, and I was looking into buying crypto real estate for a bit. I do remember the house is much more positive a, of a purchase in my opinion. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. That was a little rabbit hole. I'm glad I did not pull the trigger on. Uh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. Time flies when you're not having fun. I mean, having fun uh, on a podcast. I uh, know it's kidding. But so, all right, Thomas, what's the What's like that question that we usually ask John to, to our favorite guests. Uh, we say, do you have any words of wisdom or parting thoughts to our to our listeners? Words of wisdom. Hmm. Wow. He's like, I got I got too much wisdom. 
Where do I start? <laughs> no. Um, I would have to say probably really follow. I am so cliche, but like really follow what makes you happy, you know? Um, I think I spent a lot of time um, like trying to make something or be somebody or like I have like that perfectionist mindset, you know, I think as Asians, you know, kind of are instilled in us, but I think it's really important to take a step back and really do things that make you happy and fulfilled. Um, like I said, that's what we talked about with the hobbies. That's what I've been focusing on creative outlets that's what I've been focusing on. And like you said, John, I think a lot of Asian Americans in our generation and uh, are maybe not thinking about that as much. Um, maybe try, striving too much for goals, which is great. You know, I love you guys talk about goals and about, I, I plan goals too. We didn't have to plan your goal, but goals are really great too, but um, maybe include that <clears throat> creative outlet and happiness into your goals and really enjoy life for what it has to give you right nice you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I realized i didn't even talk about your your like back-end dev career and stuff oh, how are you yeah. liking that last thing oh yeah how's um, that it's, it's bonus sweet. yeah um man back end is fun i love Program programming is fun. It's it's one of my it's one of my passions. What's like the day in the life of a backend dev, Ruby on Rails, or something for someone who doesn't even know what a backend DB engineer does? Uh, man, we work with uh, we create architecture for right now for microservices. Um, we have a microservice ar uh, service architecture, so we are making um, for example. Can you explain what microservices are? Yes, so microservices are you know basically. We have, we used to have this thing called a monolith. It's one application that does everything, whether it be uh, custom, like, you know, paying for, you know, purchasing deliveries, labels, or users coming in, you know, buying our uh, freshy products, whatever it is, it's just have that one huge application that does everything. And that gets troublesome sometimes, because let's say uh, one thing goes, oh no, one third party goes wrong, in the delivery shipping label, printing a shipping label, it crashes the customer facing front end, which has no ties to buying shipping labels. But because it's a monolith, if that error blows up here, it's gonna blow up the whole application, the customer facing application as well. So things like that, there's a lot of these headaches to, um, that benefits to breaking away, for example, buying shipping labels for a, a, a box of delivery into its own microservice and then having front-end user touching um, you know, sign-in user experience in one, one aspect of your uh, microservice. So it's basically chunking out these specific um, points, specific regions and specific topics of like your application into multiple services so that they have their own individual properties and a whole individual team can work on it, become specialized. It's a long answer, but yeah, that's what a microservice is. So I work in, uh, we've been creating some microservices specifically for the backend engineering uh, 
production side of things. So uh, where deliveries get created, we need to, to print shipping labels. We need to void shipping labels. We need to make sure the delivery gets delivered to the place that it needs to go into the right uh, freights or delivery trucks, right? And uh, going on the right pallet, we have a pallet tracker tool. Uh, so I, I handle a lot of that. Um, we make tools for a lot of the facilities and production team and uh, a lot of CX team as well, customer experience team. So we have the whole UI for them as well. Um, and it's fun. It's a lot of um, architecture meetings. We have to architect and design these systems to work together and make the calls. And uh, I work with my architects. Uh, they're geniuses. Um, hopefully I can get at least a little bit as good as <laughs> them uh, um, and uh, learn as much from them. And uh, it's really fun to be a part of that, to see this company grow from you know one facility to many, many facilities and hundreds of thousands of employees and uh, getting bought out by Nestle and uh, all that Ooh. so it's really cool it's really cool to see that and you're what you're a what what you're a senior back-end developer i'm not a senior i would say i'm approaching hopefully um uh, but uh you know full stack engineer nice yeah. and you're thinking about leadership positions yeah i'd like to go into more um people managing like mm -hmm. uh more engineering manager track more so than the architect principal track because I, I like to uh i like to work with people too which is kind of rare as an engineer um yeah you're kind and friendly and great yeah, mentor i'd love I'd to feel like mentor, if you were to I'd be love there to, yeah. but before i get there i want to be really solid in my technical skills and that's what i'm really developing right now like learning about architecting microservices for example it's a huge thing and uh just learning about process process is really important as an engineer manager like how do you run an engineering team? Like what works for you? Does Kanban work? Does sprints work? For me, sprints work the best. And I have many reasons why, but um, there's reasons and there's times to use those different tools for different teams, right? And one thing might work for this team, but not for this team. And those kind of processes are really fascinating for me and exciting. And that's kind of what engineering manager does, right? They implement process and make sure everyone's doing okay have one-on-ones with uh, individual contributors and make sure they're doing well or how do you motivate them to do well if they're not, right? How do you tell them uh, critique without getting their feelings hurt, right? Especially these like smart engineers who think they know it all, right? Um, it's tough, it's a tough job. Um, but I think it's really fascinating. I think it'd be really fun. So yeah, so right now I'm really debating like, do I wanna go and do I wanna really Put all my efforts into becoming an industry manager like being first being technically super sound and like being in a really good technical mindset and then becoming an engineer manager in the future that kind of career development or do i want to jump and do something more creative right like that that creative like that visual architecture uh, the interactive environment stuff that i was telling you about before working on creative projects like that and like seeing where that goes. That's, that's kind of where I'm at right now with my, with my career. Those two mm. options. Mm -hmm. Both are, both are really good options. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Both of them are really fascinating. Um, so that's kind of what I'm, that's my career wise. That's my biggest focus right now is like deciding what do I want to try next? Um, Cause I feel like a lot of companies I work 
a lot of all the companies I work for, I've been reached out to to come and join, and which is a really great option to join a company. But I want to join a company this time, like next 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 round. I want to go and join a company that I want. I'm like really excited to join, or like I've read on my research and I found it, and like this is a reason mm. I want to go to you. And here are my skills to make sure that I can get into your kind of mindset, you know. So uh, yeah, that's what I'm really excited about. I like how excited you get when talking about not microservices and about people management. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's much more fun for me. Uh, I don't know. It's really interesting. Yeah, that's why I'm, that back end is fun. I really enjoy it, but I think I really want to go into more people management, management stuff like that. Got it. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You're amazing, Thomas. Thank you. You're amazing. John, you're pretty great too. Thank you, John. <laughs> so I think with that, we'll sadly bring it to a close, yeah? And what we like to say, I guess, is thank you again for listening to another episode of the Moon Tea Podcast where we talk about craft, community, and building meaningful careers with all of our friends, family, loved ones, and one day, random people too. Well, if you'd like to... Tune in next week or the week after uh, for other episodes. You can watch John Santos for the next stretch of time. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, we're just going to go out on that. Those dancers are great. See ya.